few clarifications on some of the things that you were asking about. Uh, it is morning, like the sun has just come up, so it's probably like six, seven o'clock. Um, and you said the first thing that you wanted to do was go find a doctor for the haunting glottis. <laughs> Huh? I thought you would appreciate that damn. I could love it. <laughs> like I played out an entire scene in my head where they were like debating the points mm-hmm. back and forth between that mm-hmm. between the two of them. Um so yeah, you have a, a ER doctor that you've used before called uh, Dr. Martin Bender. Um <laughs> and you go out, you find him. Maybe you keep tabs on his rotation schedule, but you find him, you bring him back. He's he's fairly malleable, so you don't have a, a much trouble with it and everything. And he he takes a a look at Mad Spitter and kind of you know sucks in, and he's like, I can, I think I can ease the pain some, but. He really should go to a hospital. What's happened to him? Describe the damage to me. Um, well, I mean, I studied this in med school, but, uh, hold on. And he pulls out his phone real quick and starts typing some stuff in and kind of flips it over and shows you. He's like, he's been exposed to mustard gas. Mm. I see. Yes. All right, then. Do what you can for him. Okay. He pulls out some morphine and and gives it to him. It's like, yeah, anything else? I mean, are are you okay? Oh, you needn't concern yourself with me, Dr. Bender, but thank you. He kind of, he looks at Seven and kind of, he doesn't flinch, but he, he kind of pauses for a second. And he's like, do, um, looks like they've suffered some chemical burns. Doctor, no offense, but I think you're stepping out of your purview right now. Oh, you're uh, here to uh, care for the person who I need you to care for. Yeah, Don't worry about yes. this person. Okay, yes, of course, of course. Do you take Mad Spitter to the hospital or leave him to recuperate? And and seven, if you if you address seven's wounds, they're just they just wave you off. They're like, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be, be fine. fine. I kind of assumed that. But and, it's good to know. Yeah. And I'm I I'm trying to duplicate with my voice like I imagine that they have like kind of a male and female uh, mm-hmm. tone simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I'm, don't strain yourself. I'll try and imagine it. Okay, that would yeah. be hard to, to do yeah. one voice. Yeah. Um, okay, so... I guess... Puppeteer would be reluctant to take him to the hospital because of the publicity, but he would be even more reluctant to lose Seven's confidence by letting this kid fucking waste away and die. So, um, 
I guess what he would do is um, ask Seven to, or, or just tell Seven, like, don't worry about this. I'll handle it. Like, you rest here. If you feel the need to do something, like, just maybe, like, clean up the building or something. But, but like, but you know, not even like he's trying to order him around or, or order them around or anything. But, you know, he would just be like, um, I'll, I'll see that this is done. You, you can stay here. And when he goes to the hospital, he's gonna, he, he would take a very, he would basically micromanage every aspect of, of Seven, or of Spitter's care and like the records kept. He doesn't want anybody. Do you go in full costume or? No, just as like a person. Okay. He would he would carry a he would wear like a backpack with the costume in it so he mm-hmm. could do his quick change thing if he needs to but he would go in just as a person he, he would he would dress like a dad you okay know, like a shitty dad and and come in you know sort of holding spitter up as if he's just like is he a teenager um I imagined him like late teens early twenties okay yeah right. so pretty young he could, he could he could still be in the sort of like millennial pseudo grown up still living at home kind of situation oh yeah so Fergus would come in like propping him up but you know as soon as a nurse came up to them and was like what about me you know it, it would immediately be like whoa mm. control and like manipulate the whole process so that um so that there's no record of this that he doesn't have his hands on okay because the, 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 this is totally selfish. He doesn't want Spitter's situation becoming public in any way because that could lead back to him. Mm-hmm. He, he likes being sort of anonymously pseudo-dead. And, he, and, you know, he doesn't want this kid to die, but he doesn't want him to blow his cover either. Okay. Um, okay, so you, so you bring him into the ER, and they're just like, the first person that sees him, the first nurse, is just like, oh, my God. You know, they don't even, like, worry about paperwork initially they just rush him back to the back because at this point he's having labored breathing and everything uh, mustard gas is bad um, but they take him back and you you do your thing and you know they, they actually ask you they're like did did this happen from from that big the from the uh, the explosion downtown my nephew is very troubled he was experimenting with our, shall we say, home chemistry set. I think he hears a lot of this news about these metahumans and he gets quite excited. So. Oh, home, home chemistry set. Yes. Mm, yes. It, he gets very excited. Um, you, you would know this. Uh, they, it is a standard test to see if anyone is a meta. Like, uh, the, there's like a standard blood test. Do you like block this out or? Um, Fergus will handle that with a little bit of telekinetic finesse. Mm-hmm. There's like a needle that goes in. Yeah. He just like makes the needle go boop up the tube, you know. 
makes it look like the test is being administered, but makes it so that it's not actually done. Okay. So everybody, so it would look like the sort of standard procedure had been done, but actually nothing. Okay. Had happened. All right. Um. So yeah, they they have him back there, uh, and they finally get him all settled and everything, and they bring in the the paperwork to be done, and they've got him on. Um, an IV of various fluids and whatnot, and they've got a cannula in his nose, and um, you know he's he's hooked up to a uh, heart rate machine and everything like that. But he seems to be he he's stable and everything. And they're you know talking about moving him to the floor in a couple hours, but they're going to keep him on uh, observation for a few more hours. Okay. And they're like paperwork and hand it to you. Mm-hmm. Fergus invents a character and fills it out as that person. Okay. He's, uh... Um... He gives, he gives Spitter's name as, um... Gregory Lottis. And, uh... He, if, if anyone asks him, he introduces himself as Fred Lottis. Uh... He was <laughs> He's, he's, he's sort of smirking the whole time. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, he just, he's just like, I don't really give a shit about this. He just, he's just having a little fun with it. He, he's letting himself be creative with these films. Okay. And um, he's definitely going to be in the room with Spitter the whole time. And like, nobody's going to come in there and talk to him that he doesn't want to be. Okay. Do you hang out the the whole time when they transfer him and all that? Yes. Although I imagine Fergus is getting sleepy. Okay. But, um, someone someone goes and brings him a coffee. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> you. At first, you just kind of catch it as general chatter, um, but. They, the hospital is, looks like it's going to be an overflow for uh, some uh, big event that happened. Uh, All the hospitals that are closer to the event are filling up, and so they're going to start getting some of the overflow from that those hospitals can't handle. And you catch, like, people are debating if it was an explosion, if it was a terrorist threat, if it was some kind of gas leak, um, if it was some kind of big meta fight. Um, You know, nothing was reported on the news uh, preemptively that would have led up to it. Okay. I think the temptation to find out about this will be too much. So after he's overheard enough of, enough of this, Perkis is going to get up and um, go out to the little, like, whatever the nurse, nurse's station is. He's just going to walk behind there and look for a chart or something that will show him where the office of a hospital administrator is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone is like, hey, you can't be back here, he's just like, of course, I beg your pardon, and he leaves. So he's going to go to that administrator's office, basically looking for a sort of, like, high vantage point mm-hmm. where he can see people coming in 
in terms of not even necessarily physically, although maybe that, but he wants to get the sort of bird's eye view of, of what's happening. Okay. So he'll find somebody or some computer station where they're tracking this inflow of, of patients. Okay. And, uh, go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, that's at this point, I'm just going to say, like, if you're dealing with mooks or inconsequential people, like, you just straight up mind control them. Like, because your power level 10, like, that's some bullshit. Um, but yeah, you, you find you find somebody, um, you, the administrator hasn't come in yet, or they're out to lunch, but you do find somebody that can access the system of, like, patient influx. And, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a big list of names. Um, the other information you get is just, like, where they're being transported from. And it's a couple of street names, you know, um there's probably like 10 or 20 but you'd know the you've studied the city enough to know that this is like the business district okay now remind me the, the building where blowhard first made his reappearance and was like getting filmed was that in that same area no uh it was more this happened in if memory serves the west and he was more towards the uh eastern side of town and then you guys had your okay. confrontation confrontation towards the southern part of town okay all right you do you're walking by somebody's room and you do see like there's helicopter footage um it's the same meta news network mnn and they've got it, it's just like an entire city block has just been completely leveled and there's a giant crater and then like subsequent buildings have just been completely destroyed in like not any particular pattern I don't know about that. Okay. Right, Fergus is distressed. Things like this aren't supposed to happen here. This is Stringer's bird. So, um, while he's collecting his thoughts, he goes back to Spitter's room and checks on him. Okay. Uh, he's doing fine. He's he's out. He's recuperating. Okay. As soon as they let him go... They would normally hold him for much longer, but with the, the amount of people that they're coming in, they're just like, if he's able to stand, they're like, okay, bye. Okay. Like, right, you, you've got chemical burns, you know, apply this, this many days, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you know, he... And maybe you convince them handily to... Let him let him go earlier if they give you any static. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna give me all those records on paper and um, whatever the salve or stuff he needs, and then they're just gonna forget that we were here. Okay. I mean, I'm sure they're naturally going to forget because they're so busy. Right. But also, yeah. And one the way I imagine it is that while he's manipulating somebody they're not really aware of what's happening so they just don't make memories well right that's kind of what i i assumed okay how, how his powers worked right you can't like go in after the fact and do anything remembering mm -hmm. but um so he's gonna he's gonna hoist 
old, old Greg, Greg Lottis is going to, you know, help him out of the building. And as soon as they're out, he's, uh, he's going to say, I don't want to make things any worse for you, but while you were recuperating, something terrible's happened in the city, and I have to go find out about it. So I'll take you back to the warehouse, and you need to rest. He's just—he's still kind of out of it, but he, you know, he's—he's he's coming around. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, sh- sure, man. I mean, I can, uh, I can, I, I, um, I can make it myself. No, no, come. He uh, hails a cab. The driver drives us without asking for any money. Might as well. Yeah. Fucking bullet. Right. <laughs> uh, so he, he gets him back to the HQ. He um he's not gonna stop and talk to Seven. Okay. He's gonna basically like get bitter in the door and just be like, big big deal going on. Have to go back later. Everybody be safe. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay. So you don't talk to Seven about. Honey down Van Slyke or filling in Spitter on uh, your backstory? Not yet, no. Okay. Do that later. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think... Um, I think he'll suit up and he'll get as close to the, the business district as he can through the tunnel system. Okay. Only like surface when he has to. Okay. All right. Uh, I've actually been thinking a lot where the system is like halfway done and everything and the way the city is where they tried to make the Venice of America. Um, Mm -hmm. Like some of the tunnels are flooded. And while, like they're accessible, but you like have to travel through water and everything. So like where they haven't kept it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just a flavor thing that I wanted to fill you okay. in on. Definitely. But I, I, I'm sure I can't just be like, oh, I bam through the sewers right. every time I want to go somewhere. So. Yeah. One thing does happen before you go into the sewers. So your phone starts ringing. And it is from, let me find his name real quick. Uh, I wrote down his name. Is this the PI? Yes. I thought I wrote down his name. Quick, I need a name for the PI. I remember that you told me one in the last recording. Um... Anyway, he he calls. Okay. Do you answer? Do you let go to voicemail? Okay. Yes. Uh, Mr. Bell. Mm-hmm. So this is um, P.I. Smith. Um, uh, I'm the one that's been looking into the, the River Faulkner ca- case for you. Yes, uh, yes uh, I've gotten as far as um, there's an elementary school in Missouri that he attended. Um, what, Fergus is in his 40s, right? 
now? Yeah, early, early 40s. Okay, that's right. He's like, um, back some uh, 35 years ago. But outside of that, I've run into a dead end. Um, I had one of my friends in the uh, MetaHuman Task Force look into it. Um, and there is a high-level classification uh, on this individual. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, because this is a potential dead end, I can look into it, but it's going to be pricey. I and I can't guarantee no, anything. I had no idea this would take you to the MetaHuman Task Force. Neither did I, but sometimes it does. I've just never been uh, blocked by this high-level clearance, according to, to my contact. All right. I would like you to include whatever documentation you can, anything you can report about this clearance, what its nature is, but I don't want you to expose yourself to any further risk. I will have to double my day rate. Since we're talking about the uh, MHTF. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Fergus is like sort of over this. He's got he's got other things on his mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's also feeling the paranoia creepers so he says Mr. Smith that won't be necessary if you've hit a dead end you've hit a dead end stop okay well I'll send you uh, my final bill very good thank you I appreciate your professionalism hangs up real quick okay (laughs) he was about to say something but you click him you cut him off alright so yeah so into the sewer system, into the business district? Yeah, yeah. And worrying the whole time. Okay. Top secret clearance. So you're, you're working your way, uh, you know, through tunnels and through back alleys and whatnot as it's a, it's a slightly roundabout route. And you're probably about 10 blocks from the business district. And you're coming out of the, one of the manholes. You've you've moved it back with your telekinesis and everything, and um, you're moving through one of the side alleys where it's kind of like an H, where a bunch of buildings meet and everything. And um, a, a figure comes comes careening around the corner and knocks over some trash cans, and they're heading straight towards you. Sure. Can't see any detail. If you take a, a beat to kind of get a look at them, it's yeah. a um, fairly short individual. They are bloody and bruised. They're in a, a, an odd mishmash of clothing. Uh, they've got like torn sweatpants and like a. Um, they're wearing like a women's blouse that was probably nice at one point. The the figure is male. They don't have any shoes on, and if if you wait for them to get a little bit closer, you notice their their wide eyes. You know they're they're breathing real heavy. They're they're sweating profusely. They have black eyes instead of white eye instead of the whites of their eyes. They're black. Their eyes are green. They've got a slight greenish tint to their skin, and their hair is so black that it's blue. Mm. When you see them, you think mutants. 
but they come they come like running straight at you not like threateningly but like dead panic like they're running from something and they okay do you let them get close this is Stop. They like they don't bat your hand out of the way, but they just kind of run up to you and they grab the front of your their uni- your, your uniform and they're just like It's a language you've never heard before. Right. Something picks up their clothes and moves them back. Okay, they're just like they look even more like freaked out. And they're like trying to run like midair. English? And they start they start pointing behind them. Fine. Puppeteer walks past and sort of just like as he's going this way, he does one of these. And just sort of like scoots them past him in the mm. direction. It's just like, I'm not talking to this person. So um, he creeps down the alley. When he gets close to the mouth of it, he, he stealths up the rest of the way. He peers around. All right. Um, you start hearing some helicopters, and you see a um, armored personnel carrier from the mutant task force, or the, from the metahuman task force, creeping by with uh, fully armed troopers on the outside um, that are walking along with it like it's creeping by and it's got like a uh, turret on the top and these guys are like uh, battle suited up like not like flak vests and whatnot like exoskeletons Whoa. Okay. Like these, these are the these are the big guys that they call in outside of the normal. These are like the shock troops. Got it. Okay. Definitely stay out of sight. Um. The the person behind you is still. They're just like. They don't shut up. There's. They just keep like. Talking to you in this strange language, like com- panicked, like even more so now that you're suspending them up in the air. Oh I, well, I when I when I went past, I, I I imagined it more just sort of like throwing them, okay, like holding them up. Mm-hmm. But being like as as Fergus goes up the alley, oh, you like, like tossed them. them. Oh, okay, yeah. It sounds like they're going to, if they're still trying to talk, then they're going to, like, come back toward me. Um, okay. That, sorry, I misinterpreted what you said. Uh, at this point, you, you, you look out and everything, and then you kind of turn back around, like, glance back to see what they're doing, and you hear, like, padded footfalls, like, going away from you. Okay, good. They should get the fuck out of here. Whatever they are. They should not... If they're scared of something, they don't need to add me to the equation. Um, okay, so I'm gonna let that APC and its little trooper complement there go past and then sort of creep my head out again and see if I can tell where they're headed, what direction. If I can, then. Sort of like if, if I put my head out and they're going that way, 
I'm going to stealth back and see if I can work my way around toward that. Okay. Like you were in the H. Like. Uh huh. Like there's a building. Uh, like, we'll just say it's north, south, east, and west. So, like, you have north and the building south, and then east and west kind of sh- shut it off. So that kind of uh-huh. generated the T, and the person came, like, down from the north and across to the west and everything. And then when you saw them running, they were, like, heading south around the corner. And okay. the mutant task force, or the hu- metahuman task force, was going down the road in front. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to move along that road parallel to them, but stay out of sight. Okay. I mean, in addition to them, like you heard the helicopter, um, and you see one of the the metahuman helicopters, like attack helicopters flying over. You see another one after that. On the other uh, street parallel, you see another uh, armored personnel carrier with another crew. Okay. Is any of this starting to look familiar from the TV footage? Uh, yes, you you heard that like the meta metahuman task force effort and everything. There, I'm trying to think of media terminology that they would use. Um, or oh, uh, I, I, was there any, there was footage right at some point because at first in the hospital there wasn't, but then later. Yeah, uh, the like the media uh, copter, like that—that's where you got that description from on the on the TV. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 kind of looking for that crater, but I'm also just trying to stay out of sight. Okay, Th- uh, it would be in the opposite direction of if you are shadowing this oh. group. Yeah. Okay. It's right. like they're coming from and doing a perimeter sweep. Okay. Well, I guess, I mean, I guess I'll just sort of like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the long game here. I'm mm-hmm. going to just sort of follow them around. If it turns out that, that they're a patrol, that they're making a, a perimeter around something, that's fine. That's worth knowing. Fergus isn't going to rush this. Like, he has no idea what he's getting into here. If there's this much heat, then it must be something fucking huge. And it's a question of, like, is he going to be able to avoid getting involved with this, or is this going to be, like, a shit or get off the pot situation, so... Okay, so you're following them for a little while? Takes his time, yeah. Okay. Um, You're following them, and all of a sudden, uh, they're too far away, but you, you, um, you hear some radio chatter on the on what they've got and um all of a sudden like they hop on they they grab onto some handles on the outside of the atv and they just fucking take off back the way they came no uh towards the direction towards the south towards the direction that the person uh that ran into you was headed hmm okay um There aren't. We're not in an area where a bunch of buildings have been destroyed, are we? Nope. You're you're a couple. Well, you were initially like ten blocks away from where all the devastation had started. So you're, yeah. Okay. So they're they're driving on city streets. Mm-hmm. Are, 
Are there civilians out and about? There are a handful, but most of them, like, they tell to either to get back inside or whatever. Like, you would assume, like, there's some kind of emergency protocol in effect or something like that with how deserted the streets are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... Maybe at some point when you were underground, you had passed through some type of uh, perimeter or something like that. Okay. I think Fergus would want to get on a roof and then head south. Okay. Yeah, that's not too difficult. The the buildings around here are about five to seven stories, so, you know, you get up a, a fire escape and, yeah. Okay. So when he gets up close to the roof, he's going to check for choppers. Okay. He doesn't you start seeing a bunch of choppers all converging on a single point to your south. Whoa. There's, uh, there's like four or five of them. There, yeah, there's five of them. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, they're not paying attention to me. Nope. So that's fine. Um, head south then. Okay. Uh, some pick up some debris as I go. Okay, easy enough at Stringersburg. You you head you head south for a couple blocks until you get to um, one of Stringerberg's uh, nicer parks, and uh, it's it's named after the the big superhero of this world, Star Shatter, and Star Shatter Park. And up against his statue, you see that individual that, that ran away from you, and there's three armored personnel carriers with probably two dozen of these troopers all aiming guns at him, and the, the five attack helicopters all kind of circling around this individual. And you, you see them, and they, they've just, like, got their hands out, and they're just yelling in this language. And they're, you know, you, you can hear, you know, all the all the troopers saying the, the typical, down on the ground, blah, 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 if you, we will shoot you. Um, okay. Fergus... Okay, it, am I within power range? Uh, I think most of your stuff is perception-based. So, yes. Okay. Fergus is going to button up his asshole and try to mind-control this mutant-looking person. Okay. I'm going to reach out and see what kind of mind is there and see if he can get that person to lie down on the ground. Okay. You have experienced many different things when using your mind control. Success, you know, it, it's, um, well, what, what does, uh, the mind control, like, feel like to puppeteer? Like, is it almost a tactile thing? Is it like... Yeah. I think it is. I think when he first developed his power... Even even whether he was manipulating physical things or people, he was doing you know those those motions. I think mm -hmm. he's sort of he's largely gotten past that limitation. But even when he's standing still, somebody who was watching could probably see his like his fingers like pressing on his palms or something. So it is it is tactile. It probably feels like like a weight, like he's like he's gripped something. Okay. All right, so that's that's when you succeed, and you've had it 
blocked by technology, which is almost like an electrical sensation when you try to grab it. You've had people that are just strong against it that have, you know, their mind has, has uh, rest from your grasp and, and a, a few other different types of sensations. You try to grab hold... And this is a mind unlike anything you've ever attempted before. It's so foreign to you, you can't begin to comprehend on how to take control of it. Like human minds, mutant minds, you know, everything, metas and everything like they all have the general same basic structure that you know how to manipulate. But this mind is so unlike anything you've ever experienced you just don't know where to begin okay like it i don't want to say it it doesn't feel wrong but it's just like incomprehensible and you're an intelligent man right okay all right i can i take hold of the clothes that it's wearing and just make it lie down on the ground like physically can i push it down that way uh you can try um this um, this i'll actually have you roll for yeah okay let's let's do that okay power level with telekinesis is nine so do i do d20 plus nine yep trying to remember how to do it too okay yeah you you try and you rip the clothings off off of this individual and they're just standing stock still okay um at that point they they look they look like shocked like why did my clothes just fall off but they're still just like it's almost like it's almost like they're waving these these soldiers back more so than like I give up. Oh, Ooh. okay. Well, when when he when his little trick fails, and the alien or whatever is like, what happened? Fergus is like, oh, I fucked up. There's metal cops everywhere. So he's just like, oh. all right. Yeah, you see like a couple a couple of the guys like from the from the back like start to scan behind them and everything like just in time as you drop. Oof. No bueno. Okay. He just listens very closely and stays out of sight. Alright. Very shortly after, like ten seconds later, you hear a of a gunshot. Do you, do you look up? Do you stay down? Can I have a shiny piece of glass that I, like, sure, yeah. like, periscope? Yeah. It's kind of obscured because it's, a, you know, it's dirty and whatnot, uh, but you get the general idea, like, a gunshot has gone off. You see the individual kind of leaning over, and then you see him start to pulse with this greenish yellow light and every time they pulse they get a little larger and a little larger okay. and a little larger Fergus is going the other direction alright you're hopping from rooftop to rooftop and you look back after about five seconds and you see this individual start to stand above the rooftops oh. they're, they're, 
their heads about equal with the, the with the ring of helicopters. They pretty much stand up in it. Their physical form has changed. You see, like these armor plates, kind of coming back from the back of their head, and they almost look robotic, but there's something innately organic about them. They've got like this weird kind of grated cage mouth, um, and these large protrusions are coming up from their shoulders, and they've got like this green, alternating like green and black plating on them, and they just let out this... Roar like you're you're almost knocked to the ground, and they just bat the helicopters straight out of the air, and you see them. You you feel you are knocked to the ground at this point. They start stomping the ground and everything, and when you when you stand up to turn around they like they look down and you can you can see you can hear the breathing you can hear the of these massive lungs and they they're looking down and they just turn and just start running and you just hear the as this individual's running off what direction are they moving? they're still heading south is there anything notable to the south that I would think of? Like maybe they're headed for the river or uh, there there is the river system. Uh, your warehouse, the monster HQ, is to the south. Um, no way I'm gonna beat this fucking giant there. Do, do you continue to watch it heading towards the south? No, uh, I'm gonna go that direction also. Okay, so you kind of okay. Um, uh, yeah. You, you you start to head back and and uh, you you got a couple of, of buildings down while you were running away before you started to turn around, and by the time you get back to the park, you can see not only is the individual just outpacing you, they seem to be getting smaller, and it's just not perspective, but they seem to be mm-hmm. shrinking. It's responsive. The scene is gruesome. Imagine, yes, imagine a person stomping on an anthill, but it's humans and full of bloods and organs and all kinds of terribleness. Okay. Fergus uh, breathes deeply and does not vomit. Um, part of him is like, is there anyone alive down there? But then he thinks they did this to themselves. He keeps going. Okay. You you kind of have to cut through the park. It's, it's going to be the quickest way. Um, you do notice that there's like there's a handful of people that survived. Like they're fucked up, but they survived. But yeah, you 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 cut through. <laughs> Takes out his phone, dials nine one one, and as he's walking past a badly wounded medicop, just puts the phone in his. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Then you hand it to him. The phone just floats over. The guy's just sitting there like, oh, with his hand partially open, and you just kind of like, bloop. <laughs> a bad person. There you go. Um, the path is not difficult to follow of this individual. One, because there's giant footsteps, partially. The, the footsteps get smaller. The indentations get less intense. It starts to, to veer a little to the east and then a little to the west and everything, but it's a generally southern direction. Okay. But uh, eventually you, you kind of lose the trail. Um, okay. About, I'd say, about after two miles. And you know you're, you're probably three miles from the riverfront. Like this, all this kind of happened generally towards the center of town. Okay. Where are we in relation to the Monster Squad headquarters? You guys are on the riverfront, like kind of towards the southeast. Okay. Um, so some distance from that. Um, yeah, I mean, it. as the crow flies, like it, it wouldn't be too long to get there, depending on which direction that this character takes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know... Alright, so this is like some person from another world or something. Uh, I don't know who Fergus might know who he would think he can talk to. Probably nobody. I mean, like, I don't know experts on aliens or anything. So mm-hmm. Fergus is totally baffled. Um, however, there is, is one person. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, no, you go first. All right, well, um, he, he doesn't want to see any more people smashed to bits. So if there's some sort of, like, meta MTHF, like, if you see something, say something number, mm-hmm. he's going to just, like, find some person to give him a cell phone he's gonna call that number okay uh yeah i mean it's it, you probably know it off the top of your head okay you've probably you used it surreptitiously when the mood has struck time on somebody i yeah. don't care for like oh that asshole again mm-hmm. get off my lawn mm-hmm. um yeah okay so he, he calls the number and um as soon as he's he's talking to a person, he's just like, "Your call may be recorded for quality assurance." <laughs> yeah, he's just like zero zero zero. <laughs> Let me speak to your supervisor. <laughs> he's like, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, I need you to listen very carefully. The situation in Stringersburg that's happening right now is extremely dangerous. The person that's being tracked responds to violence with overwhelming force. You have to tell the rest of your crews not to fire upon this person for any reason. Sir, who is this? 
it doesn't matter who it is. What I'm telling you is that the situation in Stringersburg is extremely bad. I saw... Yes, sir. We're well aware of the situation in Stringersburg. If you have any information that can help us, then we would appreciate it. information that I'm giving you is not to shoot at it. Don't shoot it. Do you understand? Sir, the people handling this are highly trained task force of individuals that have been... They go on a, a, a rant. Of, They've been crushed to bits. I saw it with my own eyes. What I'm telling you is, if you choose to fire on this being, that blood is going to be on your hands. What you people need is some sort of communication expert. Sir, have you uh, initiated contact with this individual? Because they are considered extremely dangerous. No, I saw something from the roof of my building. And what I'm telling you is, someone took a shot at this person, they grew to tremendous size, and smashed your little tanks like they were nothing. So what you need is someone who understands how to talk to alien creatures or, or gods or something, because it doesn't understand language. Uh, sir, what is your uh, current location? Click. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's pissed at this at this idiot by yeah. now, so he's just sort of like angrily. He's <laughs> as soon as whoever this person is who, who who gave him the phone hand put the phone in his hand, he immediately stopped controlling them. Mm-hmm. So he's just been like ranting on this person. <laughs> All right. Just like, like yeah, like hey buddy, what the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. He like reaches into his pocket and pulls out a wad of money, and he's like, here. <laughs> Just throws it at him. <laughs> we talk to you people in a language you understand. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what do you? What's your plan of action? Uh, oh yeah. Go you uh, after you hang up after you've said you know you need to find someone who can communicate with all of these. I have not yet posted them, but I have them written up. They're the leader of. Um, the Stringerbird sept is named Communique, and she can actually, she has an innate ability to decipher any written or spoken language and can actually have control over it to a certain extent. Okay, I I'm, I and, imagine, and she's using this as a stepping step. Like it's well known, she's looking for like a bigger super group. She's just like, oh, oh fuck these guys. I see. So she's above it. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. So does the sept have like a, a recognizable headquarters? Yeah, they have like a old, uh, not a brownstone, but it's. Um, I'm trying to think of the equivalent. It's like a old uh, 20s. Well, no, it, it, when Stringersburg was found, it, it's like an old um, brick mansion um, to the north part of town. Like it's it's actually got like a lawn and all kinds of shit because they still have money coming in from somewhere. Although nobody's quite sure where. Like the organization is still funded. That's dirt in the girt somehow, but I'll find out about that another time. Mm. Um, okay, so um, puppeteer hails a cab, okay, and tells it to ask the driver to take him there. Roll me perception, real quick. 
It's not uh, notice or yeah, notice. Notice will work. Oh. I forgot what they called it in this one. Shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you don't see shit. All right. So you hail a cab and. Yeah. Um, on the way there, the driver does not mind or doesn't even question loaning Fergus his, his mobile and um, do a do a email to uh, Seven. Okay. That's basically like stay in the headquarters and and keep out of trouble. There's a huge mess in the city. Just keep yourself and spitter out of it. Just heal up and lay low. I'll be back late tonight. Just like don't get in any trouble. Something along those lines. Okay. And then send that and then hand him his phone back. Okay. But the the idea now is to go to the SEPs headquarters and see if you can get a hold of this communicate person. Okay. Uh, it takes about 30, 40 minutes. You get to the the northern side of town. He kind of has to take a circuitous route and everything because they've got most of the center of town and the west side completely blocked off. Um, okay. But you get there. Go ahead. On the way? Mm-hmm. Trying to remember anything I can about this headquarters. Have I seen any images of it? Do I know anything about it? Have I ever been there? Uh, you've never been. Well, you've you've probably been on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it sits on about two acres. It's got like a um, security gate on the outside. Like you have to like buzz your way in. But yeah, it's like a supposedly through the rumors there's like an entire facility underground but it's like a two-story you would probably guess about 20 room building built built in kind of the old um like pseudo victorian style okay all right um I didn't say specifically that Fergus brought a change of costume in his duffel bag, so he has the cabbie stop along the way, and he just, like, dips into a store and just buys some, like, schlubby clothes. Okay, jeans and t-shirt. Yeah, with cash. Okay. And, um, he's just gonna go up... And, and a bag of some kind. Maybe he already has a backpack or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, you yeah. said he had a backpack for his costume. Oh. Oh, I did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, the idea is to approach the, the gate as some schlub and then have his have his costume in the bag. Okay. You, you arrive outside, and there's probably two dozen people out there. They're kind of like... At first, you think maybe they're fanboys, fanboys and girls and whatnot. But they're you. Once you pull up and and you get out, you see that they're yelling at them to do something. They're like, "You guys are the Stringerbergs, Hope, blah blah. Why aren't you doing anything?" Da 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 da. da. Is is the general rabble that's coming from them? Like people are looking for someone to blame, and this particular group is targeting the sept. So they seem mad all of it, like they came here pissed. Yeah. Well, piss slash uh, despair. 
kind of deal, like l- looking for for somewhere to to throw their troubles. Okay. Have any of them? St- so they're like clumped up outside the gate. Are they like trying to open it? No. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a fairly large. It's like a ten foot uh, security gate. Or, or fence, fence, yeah. Okay. Um, is there a um, is there an intercom? There is. Okay. Fergus just goes up to it. It's like, hello. All right. You, yeah, you have to muscle through some people and whatnot, but you hit it here. Sir, I'm sorry to tell you, but the sept is not accepting any uh, visitors at this moment. Uh, no, I'm I'm not here to visit. There's a, a problem in the city and communicate. Yes, sir. We're well aware of the situation. We've been told by the the MetaHuman Task Force, and we are currently uh, taking care of the situation as best we can. Thank you. Oh, are you? You don't get a response. You you feel like this is uh, this person. The way they said it has been like feeding this line to people for hours. Mm-hmm. Like here's my script. I'm reading right. it. Right. Okay. So it's gonna sort of circulate through the crowd and ask a few questions here and there. See what what these people know. Like, have have they been here for hours trying to get these fuckers to come now? Yes. What else? Yeah. Do you have to say about? Um. Some of them are fans. They're like, no, we haven't seen them because they're, they're not here. They're out taking care of the situation. And everyone else is like, that's bullshit. We never saw them leave. Da, da, da. Oh, that's because they've got their, their underground subtle shuttle system through the subway system that was never finished. <laughs> you know that's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. So... Do any of them have signs? Are they, like, protesting? No. Like, you would imagine that if they had had time, they'd probably have signs or, you know, give it a a bit more time and they probably will. But right now they're just like, if the gate wasn't slightly electrified and deterred them from shaking the gate, then they'd be shaking the gate, demanding uh, action. Okay gonna test the gate telekinetically, see if I can just sort of just pop it slightly open. Okay. This, uh, uh, again, I'm gonna make you roll. Okay. You, uh, you, you, you said you subtly do it? Yeah. You, okay, they've, uh, they've started some kind of chant, and at the, like, high point of the chant, you're like, do, 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 pop! So it kind of goes along with the sound. Look! Oh, oh! So you're. <laughs> I'm setting these fuckers loose. Oh, that's great. I'm gonna let them inside. All right. Someone's like, they let us in, and like, fucking two dozen people, you know, thirty-ish people are fucking storming through, streaming through this gate up towards the, and you hear someone on the intercom. No, no, please stay for sure. Oh, fuck. That's right, buddy. You see a... Fergus just pops along with him. All right. You see a a dude in a 
you know, well, well tailored suit come out the front door, and he looks, he looks panicked. His his brows all sweaty even from this distance, and he's just like, ladies and gentlemen, please. This is the same voice that you heard on the intercom. They're like, please stay behind the fence. The sept is doing everything that they can. You know, they start kind of just reflexively regurgitating the spiel that they've been been given everybody. They're like, if you do not disperse, the closer everybody gets, they're like, if you do not disperse, we will have to take action. From the, the center of the crowd, Fergus is like, what kind of action? Are you threatening us? I hear somebody else being like, yeah, yeah, well, what you gonna do? You gonna shoot us? And now you, I mean, you just like get the crowd riled up and they're, you know. Everyone's like, they said they were going to shoot us, blah, 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 blah. You know, it just, it's like a game of bad telephone. Like, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Excellent. And you do, the, the, the well-tailored gentleman steps back inside and you hear a loud click and a kind of sound like a loud hum. Okay. Um... Fergus is going to stop Okay. and look around and, and see if you can spot the source of this noise. All right. Uh, a couple people that are a little more uh, collected kind of slow down with, like they see you stop, and they're kind of like, well, what's this doing? But a majority of everybody else like just goes up to the door, and I, the first person that pounds on it gets thrown back. You see a, a, like a, a spark of blue energy, and they're just whew, they're they're pushed back ten feet, and they're on their ass, and they're just and a couple other people just from momentum and whatnot, hit, you know, hit the door and everything, and go go flying back through the crowd and everything, and kind of takes the the impetus out of their charge. And, and you hear through the through the speaker, they're like, "Please disperse back to behind the fence. We apologize for any inconvenience or miscommunication that's going to say have caused." Okay. Are the are the walls like the doors and anything? Let me ask it in a more intelligent way. Can I see into the building at all? Can I see that person? Uh, you can't see that person, but you can see into the building. You can see through the windows and whatnot. Okay. Is there anybody else in there? Evens or odds? Odds. So, yes, there is a person that, that walks by. You see an um, uh, older woman that's dressed in kind of a similar suit as this uh, gentleman. And she's, she's okay. walking by. Fergus is just gonna... She just stops. Um, no, I mean, uh, oh. he's, he's gonna take take control of her. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, I, that, that's what I was meaning by, but, okay. Um, and she's just gonna go over to the door as he's walking toward it, and right when he gets up to the door, she's gonna open it. Okay. She's just gonna let him in if that's possible. Yes, most of the crowd, like this, t- this takes a minute or two uh, for you to wait. So most of the crowds like started to pick up their friends and and family, and they 
you know, uh, begrudgingly started to head back towards the fence. Um, so this gives you a little bit of a space. They're probably about 50 yards um, out, and uh, you've you've taken the woman up to the the front door and everything, and uh, through the intercom you hear, "We thank you for your understanding." Oh, Alicia, what do you, what do you do? Stop, stop, what are you doing? And the door opens. Okay, so as he walks in the door, the, his costume starts coming out of his bag and starts, he starts to, he, he starts to do the quick change as he walks in the door. Okay, that's a cool static, I like that. Um, so is is again, is mask uh, on? Uh, well, I figured it's on, but is it on on or is it off? It is, it is not yet activated. Okay. Um. So there's this woman who's in there. Mm-hmm. Does he see the man from before? Is he visible? Uh, yes. You see him like reaching in, like he's reaching for something. Okay, gonna switch control from her to him. Okay, she's got that, you know, confused look that you're used to your victims having after you release control, and the guy, the guy stops. Mm-hmm. He um, he he tells the woman not to worry, and then he comes over to us. Okay. Yeah, she's she's looking concerned. Like she starts kind of inching towards where that guy was reaching. Like she's a, she's a good ten feet away from it while he's mm-hmm. coming your direction. And as you walk in and you kind of look over, you notice there's like a um, weapon rack with some odd-looking uh, armaments. Okay. Um. He, uh, after he tells her not to worry, he, he goes over to her. And he just sort of, like, puts an arm around her shoulder. She's like, um, sir, um, uh, uh, I, I just, um. Tells her everything's fine. She doesn't have to worry about anything. She's like, she uh, take uh, a break. The 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 zips, um, they're 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 not they're not here. Um, uh, so please 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 don't hurt us. He's like, what? Uh, uh, um, don't don't hurt don't hurt us. Um, we're just the, they're uh, they're 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 downstairs. Take take the elevator downstairs. They're they're one floor down. Please 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 don't please don't hurt me. He says he, he's talking to her. He's like he's like it's like Alicia. You seem very confused. You've been on your feet all day. Why don't you just lie down? Uh, um, if there's like a, a couch or a chair or something, then he gestures to that. She, she like, she's like all super tense and like shuffles over. She, she doesn't leave her back to you for like a second and just kind of sits down and stares at the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. He sits down next to her. She, she flinches. Yeah, kind of like leans away from you. Okay. Um, the the weird looking weapons mm-hmm. rack 
they they float up into the air. And, she uh, she just she she starts like she doesn't s- start vocally crying, but you just see like tears running down her face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he turns and looks at them, and he's like, "Oh my!" And then I walk over and let let go of him mm-hmm. and say through the mask. Either of you disturb me while I'm here, I'll be very upset. So why don't you just stay here and think about the way you treated those people outside and keep quiet? You hear she, <laughs> and the, the guy's just like staring at you, and then you smell a smell of urine. One loves to get a good reaction. Mm. <laughs> so it's gonna. She said, "They're one floor down. Take the elevator." Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna look for an elevator. Okay, you like walk through the foyer into like where there's an area with like a grand staircase and shit, and like on the oh. back side of that, it, you don't. It's pretty obvious there's there's an elevator. Okay. Everything, and it's got two up and then two down. Okay. All those weird weapons are just following me through the air. Okay. Um, gonna go up to an elevator. It, is is there just the one? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, when it comes, I'm gonna get in and just drop all those weapons or whatever on the floor. Inside the elevator or the outside of the elevator? Inside it. Okay. And then I'll go down the floor. And okay. I'm just gonna leave them in there when I get out. All right doors open and you see a I guess what would you, best you would call is a uh, large circular conference area you have a slight case of deja vu because it's very similar to um, how uh, the League of Dubious Heroisms conference room was uh, kind of laid out okay. maybe coincidence maybe same architect you don't know, like this, it looks a bit more dated construction-wise, like the walls and whatnot, but the tech is more up-to-date. Like, it's not an exact copy, but you're just like, ugh, just kind of like the general space of it. Okay, that, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, and you see three individuals sitting there. You see a bored mid-30s looking woman. She's got a leg up on the table. She's wearing... You've seen this set before. You've seen pictures of them, and they have a, a, a general uniform. Um, it's like a black and an olive green. It's kind of old-school colors and whatnot, and uh, it even harkens back to it. It's kind of... It's almost uh, a suit, but it's more utility based so it's it's kind of like a overlaid jacket almost like a pea coat and then it's got like um, tactical pants so you see you see this woman uh, there you see salamander you know with his weird odd you know he looks like an anthropomorphized uh, salamander and you see someone that you've never seen before um, in the group it's a 
younger individual. He's uh, maybe 16. He's got uh, dark auburn hair, and he's like, you see him clacking away on a on a laptop and everything, and he's like, well, the latest report says, and they hear the ding, and like they all kind of turn and look at the elevator. Is the woman at the table, do I recognize her as communicating? Yes. Okay. Just point at her. And, and you hear Salamander, we're under attack. And like, no, 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 he's no. jumping over the table, charging at you. The kid's like jumping up from the table and he's pulling something from his, from his belt. And she's like, she's got her leg down and she's, you see her, she's, her eyes are like darting towards the back of the room and then back to you. She looks like she's about to bolt. All right, the elevator doors still open behind me? Uh, yes. Okay. Th- this is all happening, like, super quick. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so... I haven't actually gotten out of the elevator yet. Okay. It's up to you. Um, okay, yeah. Those... Those those are, are those weapon things from up top. Are they gunish? Yeah, they um, they look kind. They look very techy. Um, one kind of looks like a shotgun. One looks like an assault rifle, and the other one is kind of uh, like a uh, very large pistol. Okay, those all pop up in the air between me and Salamander. And, and I just go. Ah. He he pauses, and you can see him. His his tail is lashing back and forth. Okay. And he's like, he's he's inching, kind of okay. uh, in in the way of the uh, the rest of his group, like putting himself in between them. Okay. I'm here to talk. So if everyone will just calm down. The woman from the back's like, Chris, stand down. He's, let's, let's hear what he has to say. And Salamander's like, he breathes and he kind of, his, his posture goes a little upright everything and you hear the kid in the back you start hearing like chanting and she's like no no stop stop we're gonna listen to what he has to say good to know technomancer um those those guns i'm holding just sort of lower not all the way to the ground, but mostly. And then just point at her. They need you in the city. No one can communicate with it. With it? Or him, or whatever. Wait, you've, you've seen the creature? How, how, how has it escaped everyone's sight? Who are you? Don't ask questions that you won't understand the answers to. 
I'm telling you I've seen it. It's humanoid. And when the Meta Police shot at it, things became incredibly messy. At least give us your name. We need we need something to go on. We can't just trust some random individual that's forced their way in here and threatening us with our own weapons. The weapons drop. It's like you must have a name for me. You may refer to me as Abandoned Hope. Roll me notice real quick. All right, 27. You definitely notice this. The kid has, like, sat back down, and you hear click, 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 on the laptop. Having fun Googling me over there, youngster? Uh, 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 yes, sir. Yes, yes, no, 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 sir. No. Yes, no. This is futile. Communicate. They need you in the city. If you want to save some lives, which I imagine you do, then you need to get down there and find this creature and talk to them. And while you're at it, you might convince the Meta Police to stop shooting. She she looks guilty. And uh, Salamander who's just been staring daggers at you, like, risk a, risks a glance back at her and kind of a weird, warbly tone. You've never heard him speak before. He's just like, I told you we should have gone out. He's where? Headed toward the southern part of the city last I saw it. How long ago? Um, I'd tell him it's been, what, like an hour and a half? Yeah, hour and some change yeah give or take. She, you see her, she puts on this mask of disinterest again that you, you see right through. She's just like, fine. We'll go check it out. What, what, uh, what did it sound like? The, the language, what did it sound like? I imagine Fergus is a decent mimic, so he tries it out as best he can. Gee. Just like that, none of that makes sense. Um, you, you see, like they're they're getting like some gear together. They're like Charlie, Charlie, put that away. Like we'll 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 look into this later. And uh, he's like, uh, he shuts the laptop and he stands up real quick and kind of straightens his straightens his coat. He looks really nervous. She's like, is is was there a um, repetitive word or, or phrase that you heard? Yes. Yeah, the, there was one. He kept saying asuk, asuk. Yeah. He's like, that's 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 not a language. It's it's gibberish. You can't be certain from my poor imitation of it. You should go check it out. Fine. You're coming with us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you speak to me in the imperative mood? You're one of those genius types, but yes, you're coming with us. 
I'm going to do precisely what I wish to do. And if I have offended you by coming here and reminding you of your duty as the heroes of Stringersburg, that is your affair. And, uh, I'm gonna... Salamander steps, Salamander steps to you, and he's like, the lady wasn't asking. And he's, he's probably a foot and a half, two feet taller than you. Okay. Not that, um, I'm sure Puppeteer is beyond being intimidated by that sort. <laughs> eh? <laughs> Might still get my ass whooped, I don't know. Um... Okay, is he... He's not wearing a suit, right? The, the, he's just like a lizard dude. Uh, he, he is wearing like their uniform, but it's modified to fit oh, his, okay. his physique. Right. Okay, all right. Although he does look slightly uncomfortable. Um, why can I not remember his name? Imagine the um, tiger dude from Soon I Will Be Invincible. Hmm. Okay. Like kind of how they gave the description of him and like uh, when Fatal was... Hmm? been a while since I read that. Yeah. Uh, but like when F- Fatal was watching everybody when they were in their own rooms at night and everything and he like walked on all fours and everything, you kind of get that impression from him. Like he's he's a, a, you know, bipedal and he's got like human proportions, but like there's a noticeable like hunch. Mm. Okay. And everything. But he's still just like this big imposing figure. All right. Um, Josh would rather not do this, but Burgess tries to take control of him. Okay. All right. And what we ended up deciding, so mind control would be more reliable, is that it's 10 plus your rating, and then they just have to beat that rating. Oh, okay. Instead of you having to roll and having that large variance. Oh, okay. Because there was, yeah, because I remember us having to go through some, or some shit that should have worked was. Okay. Just didn't. Sure. So what's your. It's nine. So 19. Yeah. Yeah, there's like no resistance. You just slip straight into Salamander's brain. Okay. He, um. He, he got a, he got a nine. So he's been like, raising up. He, he immediately like backs down, and then like puts his hands up like this, and then like crouches down and looks up and he's like, "I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. I didn't know who I was talking to." She like, turns around and curls into a ball, and just rolls into the room. <laughs> And and then the elevator door shut. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh man! Massive shade. Massive. Yeah, all the shade of the sycamore, of the of the sequoia trees. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna leave now before they okay mad and come after me and thrash me. All right. You go up. You go out. The two uh, 
house house uh, people are not there and everything, and you just stroll right on out the door. The gate's still busted because <laughs> you broke your shit. So yeah, you, and there's there's people outside, and they're you can tell like they're like. Well, this guy just fucking walked out. Let's go fuck back in there. Like, dude, I'm not getting, I'm not getting shocked again. That was some bullshit. <laughs> like, I'm gonna sue their asses. Are you, do you walk out in costume? Um, no. Okay. No, I don't. One, one person, I'm... one person stops you. They're like, "Who the fuck are you?" I'm like the. Like the the side door was open, but uh, there's there's nobody. Oh, or no, or no, or no. I, I say I say the side door was open, but uh, I saw somebody. I I think they're coming out. I think they're gonna do something. Like oh yeah. Rabble, rabble, I told them what you guys said, and they said they were gonna give it a shot. See, I told you they were in there, blah. You know, again, everything starts back up, and in the commotion, I imagine you slip off. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I paid the, that cab driver to wait for me. So then I. Oh, oh you actually paid him? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. got some money. Yeah. I don't, I don't always screw people over. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I feel like it. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for this salamander motherfucker after this. <laughs> yeah, gonna gonna head back to town and um, on the way, I'll ask the cabbie if he'll turn on the radio, see if I can pick up any sort of loose info about what's what's unfolding in town. Okay, it's mostly just the same old. They're just you know, um, they're just kind of expounding on the the same stuff you know they're trying to make they're trying to fill the void and sound like they're intelligent and they brought on specialists and blah 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 but they're just regurgitating the same shit that you'd heard from the morning of except now they have experts that have come in to mm-hmm. comment on and uh, right. theorize and hypothesize and they, when, when I when I hear them talking do I hear them how do they does it seem like they know what's going on or are they still in the stage of like there's a huge crater in town the meta police are running around and we don't know what's happening yeah pretty much and then they're hypothesizing they're like well if it's a you know uh, ETV then blah 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 and uh, if it is an explosion or if it was a meta source you know uh, they they reference some villain that's uh, has explosive powers but you know they're adamantly saying that he's he's been locked up for the past 15 years there's no way that it's him but other than that you just hear supposition only a few letters away from suppository. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to get the cabbie to drop me off near headquarters. And Your headquarters or Monster Squad? Oh, uh, sorry. Monster Squad HQ. Okay. So he drives you back across the other side of town. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go there and, and check on the youngins. Okay. This all worked out so well. Um, okay. You 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 walk in and you see you see seven and everything, and they're kind of bustling about, and you see Spitter, and he's he's sitting on the couch, and he's kind of slumped over, and he's got a he's got a can of something that he's sipping on, and it looks like most of his swelling has gone down, but he still looks kind of fucked up, and. Sitting at the conference slash dinner table slash, uh, you know, we put all of our shit on here, is that individual that you met before. And Seven looks over at you and says, I, I, I found them wandering the streets, bloodied and bruised, and they're just speaking gibberish. I, 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 I brought them in and... Mm-hmm. When we'll uh, we'll end it there. Mm-hmm.